WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, it's Latif from Radiolab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Wednesday, November 29th. Here's the midday news from David First. The NYPD is preparing for protests during the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting tonight. WNYC's Catalina Gonella reports. Organizers for the pro-Palestinian community group Within Our Lifetime are calling for people to, quote, flood the tree lighting for Gaza, starting with a rally at 6 o'clock. The NYPD says it'll be responding around the area of the tree lighting. The department similarly prepared for protests related to the Israel-Hamas war ahead of last week's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Dozens of pro-Palestinian protesters ended up being arrested after disrupting the procession. The tree lighting ceremony at Rockefeller Center is scheduled to begin at 7 p.m. Officials with Mount Sinai Health Systems are defending their plan to shut down Beth Israel Hospital in the East Village by next July. At a heated community forum in Manhattan last night, hospital representatives said patients could go to other emergency rooms or use Mount Sinai's network of outpatient services. But residents and local elected officials say that's not enough. Arlene Miller of Stytown was among those who spoke. It's a disgrace. What I really want to know is, can this hospital be sold to somebody else who would like to run it as the hospital it used to be? Mount Sinai officials say the move is unavoidable due to financial losses and a declining patient census. The closure plan still needs to be approved by the State Department of Health. The city's recent crackdown on unlicensed vendors has reached Prospects Park's Farmer's Market in Brooklyn. The Parks Department says they've been warning unlicensed vendors in Grand Army Plaza to pack it up, including a man who was arrested by Parks Police last weekend. A video of the incident shows the man, who hasn't been identified, by a table where he has a bong, some banners for trippy gods, and a cat inside a pet carrier. You can't put your hands on me! I'm not putting nothing behind my back. You're not a police officer. You're not a police officer. Parks officials say the man had been warned several times before his arrest for unlawful vending and solicitation. His cat was taken to a city shelter to await pickup. It's 30 degrees right now. It's going to be mostly sunny. We're not going to get out of the 30s today. Just a high of 37 this afternoon. A little warmer tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 47. This is WNYC. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long, and I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done, and that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright, a star of The Color Purple, honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Landlords across New York City are banning tenants from storing e-bikes in their buildings. They're worried about fires sparked by unregulated lithium batteries. WNYC's Stephen Nesson reports on the latest twist in the city's ongoing battle over e-bikes. Every morning, West Harlem resident Manuel Mancilla has to schlep his two kids up a steep hill to get to school and daycare. He pops the two-year-old in a stroller and attaches a strap to the five-year-old who's riding a scooter. So she's basically like water skiing behind the stroller, which is much better than pulling the scooter. Let's just call it as part of my weekly exercise routine. He wants to buy a cargo e-bike, one with a UL-certified or safe battery, to make life easier. But still, his building won't allow it. One reason may have to do more with insurance than the bike itself. Owners are incentivized to proactively be punitive against the renter on these batteries because they're frankly scared of losing their insurance coverage if it's found out that they have renters that are bringing these batteries into the buildings. That's Jay Martin, the executive director of the Community Housing Improvement Program, a trade organization that lobbies on behalf of 4,000 owners of rent-stabilized properties in New York City. And the crackdown in buildings is now having an impact on e-bike sales, too. I think there's been so much negativity that we're fighting uphill against negativity. That's Shane Hall, the bike buyer at Bicycles NYC on the Upper East Side. Hall's shop only sells e-bikes with certified batteries, and he blames the rash of fires on bad batteries or ones that have been tinkered with. There were like people trying to repair batteries. Don't fix a battery. Don't do it. Still, even with his legit batteries, Hall says e-bike sales are down 15 to 20 percent compared to last year. The city has introduced several measures this year to make e-bikes safer. It began doing random inspections of bike shops searching for illegal batteries. It plans to roll out safe charging locations for delivery workers. And a new law forces the city to create a trade-in program to swap out bad batteries for good ones. But for now, building owners remain skittish about allowing e-bikes in their buildings. Stephen Nesson, WNYC News. WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk regularly teams up with the nonprofit Street Lab to collect and share stories from neighborhoods across the five boroughs. We recently stationed ourselves in Brooklyn's Kensington neighborhood. Here's some of what we heard. My name is Shuhano Dean, and I'm from Borough Park slash Kensington. My story is I'm the oldest of five girls. And I'm currently a freshman in college, so it's really exciting staying in the city for college and just like being able to be with family. Growing up, since I am Bengali-American, I grew up with Bengali culture my whole life, and it really has impacted my love for the social sciences. That's what I studied in high school and made me just appreciate like the culture that we have here and how unique it is, and it shapes like just the culture of Brooklyn in general. My name is Rifat Sultana. I am a mother. I have two kids and one girl and one boy. I am one year ago in New York. I am from Bangladesh. My husband is in work and I am looking for job. I have no choice because of uh, my rent is very high. Because now here is uh, one 
person income is not possible for uh, survive family. I have dream. Uh, I have a small house, and here is uh, my family members is here. <laughs> that's it. That's my dream. <laughs> my name is David Morelsky. Like neighborhood, this is uh, the place which I visit uh, regularly. This uh, this is the best uh, uh, produce store in the city. And then it's uh, multicultural, multicultural. Everybody, multi-religion, multicultural. They all mix in surreal America. I like it because I originally born in Ukraine in Kiev, yeah. And when I visited uh, and I saw the people, homogenic, very much, all all this totally all the same. And I said. Oh, I miss this diversity. So that's what I like about this neighborhood. It's just very diversified. I came in 75 as a young man, fleeing the Soviet Union, fleeing the you know, inequality, many things, many things. And I'm an artist and uh, I look for artistic freedom, first of all, you know, and everything else. My name is Cheryl Klein. My story is a story about thinking about stories. My grandfather was a professor of children's literature, and I'm now a children's book editor and author, and, the, and a mother. So I spend a lot of my day thinking about the narratives we tell to children, how to make those the best narratives possible so they can then tell better narratives with their own lives, and the business of doing that as well, because since it's both an art and a science. My name is Michael Rosenbluth, and I'm a Kensingtonian. This neighborhood is so rich in culture and it's rich in options. I can crisscross Brooklyn every which way. I can get the F train, the G train. I can take the B35 bus. I can take the 67, 69, 103 and get wherever the heck I need to go. This neighborhood is between Borough Park and Kensington and Prospect Park and the mix of folks whether they're coming from a mosque or a shul or a church is just so unique because it does all come together in this neighborhood. My name is Doja Khandakar. It's really nice to be in this neighborhood, but more than anything, it's really nice to be in New York. I've lived in a lot of places. When I was, a, when I was really young, I lived in the Maldives and I grew up in Bangladesh. Then I moved to America and I lived in Iowa and I lived in Chicago and I lived in DC. And Finally, New York feels like home of all the places that I've been to. It's a place for all the oddballs to end up to some extent. You know, everyone finds their home over here. It feels like I can blend in in this neighborhood, that I don't seem to stick out so much. The signs are in, in Bangla. I can hear my own language. There's just something about the sheer size of this place. All the people that are here, all the people that come here. Voices from Brooklyn's Kensington neighborhood. The next stop for WNYC's Community Partnerships Desk and Street Lab is Manhattan's Meatpacking District. Look for us Thursday, December 7th, weather permitting, on Gansevoort Street between 10th Avenue and Washington Street between 12 and 2 in the afternoon. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.